I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. Cam Rogers is my guest. You can find him at Mr. Rogers 99 on Twitter. And today he joins us live from the Masters. Cam, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Happy Masters week. It's a little weird to talk about it in November, but you know what? It's here, it's happening, and it's wonderful. There was a small delay this morning due to the weather. They're back on now. What is the prognosis for the weather the rest of the weekend? Yeah, so today was supposed to be the bad day, and then the rest of the way, we should be okay. You know, it's interesting. We're dealing with a lack of sunlight, right? Typically, we have more daylight in April. Obviously, not the case here in November. And then also, you have NFL Sunday, right? The CBS contract, uh, contractual obligations on Sunday mean that, uh, you know, they have their football games at 4 o'clock. So, we got to get this thing done by Sunday afternoon by, say, 3 o'clock, something like that, which I think we should be able to do. I don't think the weather should be too, too bad the rest of the way. And I think you're going to see a lot of good scoring throughout the week. You know, that's fascinating. I, I hadn't really thought about either one of those. What time, so to make up for the time difference with the light, how early are they getting started this year? Yeah, so around 7 o'clock Eastern time. So first tee shot was at 7 today. And we'll see if we can finish the first round today. I lean toward no, just because we had that delay and the lack of sunlight here today. It's going to be difficult, but we'll see what happens. I mean, Augusta National is very much determined to get this thing finished on time. But, you know, if you have weather and things like that, you're going to have to deal with it. So it's all about adapting here in 2020. So that's what Augusta National is doing. That's what the PGA Tour is doing here this week. Uh, Interesting that you say Augusta Augusta National there. Uh, My understanding is there's been talk this week that they are considering moving the tournament name back to the Augusta National Invitational. Is that right? Have you heard that down there? I actually haven't heard anything of that sort, but what I will say is this is an event that is steeped in tradition, and when things change, they certainly create headlines, and so, you know, that would be an interesting story to kind of follow. I'm not sure exactly uh, where that is coming from, like who first reported it, but I have not seen anything like that, and that would be an interesting storyline, though. Uh, Have there been many notable COVID omissions for players testing positive? It feels like I've heard one or two. Yeah, so Sergio Garcia is probably the most prominent, the 2017 champion. Of course, he is not competing this week. And, you know, it's one of those unfortunate things about golf here in 2020 and sports in general in 2020. You have these unfortunate situations. And for Sergio Garcia, who knows what he did uh, to get COVID-19, but really it's just hard to uh, avoid it when you're traveling so much like these PGA Tour golfers are, and you're just exposing yourself to so many different environments. Even the most careful person in the world could perhaps get COVID-19. So he's out. Joaquin Neiman is out as well. A couple of other older golfers who really didn't have a shot this week. 
uh, are out as well. So, yeah, I think Neiman and Sergio are the two most prominent people that are not competing this week. Obviously, Sergio is riding good momentum. He won on the PGA Tour not too long ago, just a few weeks ago. So he was feeling good about his chances this week. Won't be competing, obviously. Uh, no fans at the tournament this year, is that right? That's correct. No patrons. And obviously that's going to create a different feel for these golfers this week because we're so used to the Augusta roars. And also it's going to be an adjustment for us watching on TV. Like I just said, we're so used to these massive crowds who are making such great noise depending on if there's a birdie or an eagle or if Tiger did something great or Phil did something great. None of that is going to be a part of the Masters experience this week, obviously. With a pandemic, you have to prioritize that public health first before a golf tournament. And so credit to Augusta National. Now there's some word that maybe the 2021 Masters may not have patrons as well. So keep that in mind as we go forward with, you know, the vaccine news and what have you. But for now, uh, Augusta in 2021 could have no fans. Do you think that the pressure of the young kids that may be higher up leaderboards will that be will no crowds be uh helpful to them do you think does that not matter to these guys no i do think it does help actually there's some buzz out there that maybe a first timer has more of an advantage this year compared to previous years because of the lack of patrons out there the roars the intimidation you know if you're on a course at Augusta National, for example, and you're a young guy and you hear a tiger roar across the way, that's intimidating stuff. And you're not going to get that this year. So if you're a debutante, as they say, in the Masters this year, you could have a very real shot at making some noise. I'm looking at somebody like Scotty Scheffler, for example. He's a guy who can score with the best of them, plays really well with the driver. He's two under par as we stand through 10 holes. So he's off to a really solid start. So, hey, you got to go back to 1979 for the last time we got a debutante to win at the Masters. So it's been quite some time, but it could happen this week. It's interesting when I was watching them warm up this morning, maybe the biggest effect Tigers had is on the preparation of the body, if you will. Right. Those guys look like safeties and linebackers, don't they? Look, here's what I've been saying about Tiger Woods. He created the athlete golfer. And when you see guys like Rory McIlroy and Ricky Fowler and Dustin Johnson and obviously Bryson DeChambeau, they look like athletes. They could be doing other sports right now, aside from golf. And so Tiger really created that movement of health and wellness, not to the degree that Bryson is right now. Bryson's just on another level, but you know, back in the day, golfers were kind of seen as lazy and slightly overweight, perhaps. But for Tiger Woods, you know, he really developed into this strong, athletic-looking golfer. And other golfers out there have followed suit, like the guys I mentioned, McElroy and Bryson and Dustin Johnson. So, yeah, I mean, the game is changing. The ball is traveling farther now. The Bombers typically have the advantage week in and week out on the PGA Tour, and obviously this week is no exception. You brought up DeChambeau. He's got a 48-inch driver in the bag this year, is that right? 
Yes, yeah, so he was tinkering with it, and I believe it is in the bag for play, and that is just barely legal on the PGA Tour, 48 inches long. He's trying to overpower this golf course. That's his plan. Hit it as hard as possible, as far as possible, and see what happens. He actually joked, or maybe not joked, that it's a par 70 or a par 67 in his eyes. It's a par 72 to most people, but for him, it could play right. as a shorter course. How many clubs do they carry with them at the Masters? Uh, 14 clubs is the rule. Yeah. And do and do most guys? Is there one club that that guys tend to say is more important on that course than than the others? Yeah, you know it's interesting. There are different schools of thought about what game is the most important at Augusta National, and I would say that is your iron game. I mean, if you look at the past few winners here at the Masters, all of them have been dialed in with their approach game. People are saying that Augusta National is a second shot course as well, and I somewhat believe in that because this isn't like the US Open or the PGA Championship where you have thick, luscious rough and you truly can't afford to miss the fairway. At Augusta, you can. You can spray it a little bit. Now, you can't be all over the lot, but you have to, you know, uh, understand that the approach game is the most important and hitting it out of the rough at Augusta National isn't the worst thing in the world. You also have to have a pretty sharp short game though. And I will say this as well, course knowledge is paramount. There is no coincidence that typically on this leaderboard at this tournament, the experienced golfers usually shine through. Camp, who do you think the weather affects the most? Uh, the guys with the short game or the big drivers? I would say the shorter hitters because when you have the rain that's coming in and the dampness of the golf course, that essentially means the ball is not going to roll as far. And so for the bombers out there, that's an advantage because they hit it far enough as it is. They don't need the roll. But for the shorter hitters, say like a Francesco Molinari or a Patrick Reed or a Paul Casey, these guys are sort of behind the eight ball now because they have longer shots into the greens where the bombers have shorter shots into the greens. And that's the whole Bryson logic, right? Hit it as far as possible so you have shorter shots into these greens and it's easier in theory to hit the ball close to the hole. So it's going to be interesting to watch the leaderboard come through on Sunday and really figure out what type of golfer is rising to the top. I think for the most part, you're going to see the longer hitters, some shorter hitters too, but also some longer hitters and probably for the most part, those types of golfers. When you talk to the players before the tournament, how do they look at it this year? Will will this be an asterisk on the tournament in people's mind or they're just out there swinging it and hoping to win? Yeah, you know, it's a good question. I was asked this last night as well, whether, you know, it's the whole NBA logic, right? Like the championship was an asterisk sort of thing. I think golf is sort of an exception to that deal because golf in and of itself is kind of a series of multiple events. It's not a season long type of deal. Now I know we have the FedEx Cup playoffs and all of that, but you know, in terms of the PGA Tour, these events are very much in a vacuum. The Masters has nothing to do with the tournament that's happening in two weeks, right? So it's its own entity. And I don't think there is any sort of asterisk going to be applied here. I think it's going to be very much a true test of golf. 
And I guess the only thing that really changes uh, the aspect of this tournament would be the patrons, right? I mean, the patrons really do affect the likes of Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy, like I said. But even then, it's like, to what degree? You still have to hit the fairway, hit the greens, and sink some putts and make some birdies. So nothing uh, is different here this week in terms of that. I was curious, gambling and golf kind of goes like tailgating and football. Did, are these guys gambling during play? Are they allowed to make bets during play? Or, or that's not, um, that's out of the rules? That's not allowed. But I will say that the PGA Tour has welcomed sports betting with open arms, which is something that we did not see coming like a year ago. They were very much staying away from the sports betting realm. But now all of a sudden, DraftKings is now partnering with the PGA Tour. You see the PGA Tour social media accounts now promoting DraftKings. This is like a complete 180 to what we were probably going to expect two years ago, right? So I think it really is good to see that. And then also Bryson, this week at the Masters, for the first time in the tournament's history, will have a DraftKings logo on him throughout the week so oh, well. that's a really interesting twist there and i think it's great bryson agrees he wants to grow the game as uh as much as possible and certainly sports betting is one way to do it in a more inclusive world and i know that augusta has taken strides have they discussed adding like a uh, a women's follow-along tournament uh, so I know they, of course, have the drive chip and putt, which is, you know, in a process to bring in youth to the game. They also have an amateur event as well. I am not aware of a women's event, but obviously that would be a great idea. And so I think Augusta National over the years has gotten more and more progressive. I think that's a good thing for the game of golf. The sort of knock on this sport is it's too exclusive, right? It's expensive, it's time consuming. You have to like perhaps drive long distances to get to a golf course. But I think the USGA and Augusta National and other governing bodies are doing everything they can right now in a pandemic world, of course, to grow the game of golf. And when the PGA Tour restarted in June, that was the one major sport that was going on. And I thought that was really a good opportunity for the PGA Tour to bring in new fans of golf. And I have seen that. I'm seeing friends playing golf more now because you have that aspect of it being a naturally socially distant sport, right? So it very much caters to a pandemic, if you will, allowing people to see people, have fun, but also keep their distance at the same time. So I think all of that is happening at the same time right now. And uh, I think it's a good thing. Uh, Cam, it seems like a hundred years ago when Tiger won this thing last year. Want to uh, give us an update on him? And before you run, I thought maybe if you'd give us a couple five, uh, maybe five dark horses and five guys that you think probably will top out the leaderboard when we're done on Sunday. Sure, absolutely. So let's look at recent form, right? Tiger Woods coming into this Masters has not looked good if you want to really break it down in his eight measured events leading up to this masters he's losing strokes off the tee around the green and with his putter he's only gaining strokes with his approaches so his iron game is good everything else is sort of all over the place now with that said he's playing pretty well on this thursday first round so keep that in mind as we go forward 
and the other school of thought about Tiger is he's got elite course history. He has done this before where, you know, he comes up to Augusta National off pretty bad form and still plays well. 2010, a great example. Remember the scandal and the long layoff? He shows up to Augusta, finishes tied for fourth. So he's done it before. He can do it again. I think he's got a shot. I don't have him winning this week. So I'll give you some names here, my favorites. I have John Rahm winning this week. I think he has the balanced game to get it done. He's a bomber. He has the demeanor to win a major championship. It's going to happen at some point. Dustin Johnson at number two, another bomber, riding great momentum. His play is fantastic, and his resume at this course, at this tournament, is really good too. Number three on my list is Bubba Watson, a nice value play for sports bettors out there, by the way. Two-time Masters champion, inside the top 10 recently and i think bubba is in for quite a week his irons are really on fire right now jason day at number four good course history here also played well recently at the houston open and then number five is bryson DeChambeau, who has been a little erratic so far in this first round which is to be expected in a way because that's the risk you run when you try to swing so hard and you can perhaps uh, spray it all over the course some dark horses. Lee Westwood. He's my favorite sleeper this week. He has great course history. Uh, we, of course, remember his run with Phil Mickelson back in 2010. He knows how to play major championships. He's done it before. He's been in the heat of competition before. So I like his chances a lot this week as to perhaps surprise some people. I mentioned Scotty Scheffler, good driver of the golf ball. I think he's a guy to watch. Cam Smith who finished inside the top five at the Masters a couple of years ago, playing pretty good golf this week, uh, or at least leading up to this week, so we shall see. And uh, Francesco Molinari, who was right there with Tiger Woods last year, is a guy that uh, could perhaps surprise some people this year. He hasn't really played all that much because of COVID-19 and being abroad and all that. So we'll see what happens this week for him. And then finally, perhaps maybe not a dark horse, but not a lot of people are talking about him. Hideki Matsuyama has a fantastic approach game, and I think that is going to serve him well this week at Augusta National. So Matsuyama, another dark horse there. Cam, excellent stuff, man. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you're really busy this week. Again, it's Cam Rogers at Mr. Rogers 99 on Twitter. Uh, follow him along there for updates throughout the tournament. Hey, man, appreciate it. It's been fun. Enjoy the week. Excellent. Cam Rogers, everybody.